My friends, peace be with you, especially on this very special feast day. Today is Christians across the world are celebrating the solemnity of St. Joseph, husband of Mary. And, of course, we not only find ourselves celebrating this feast day with Joseph, but we do so in the particular circumstances that we find ourselves in, the particular circumstances of uh, the adjustments to life because of the coronavirus. So here's what I'd like to do today. I'd want us to lean into St. Joseph, let him teach us about how to live in these particular times. And if we're going to do that, I'd like to maybe kind of structure our conversation today into three parts. Who is Joseph? And then we're going to unpack what does it mean that he was husband of Mary. And then finally, we'll spend some time zeroing in on a very particular moment in his life as husband when he led Mary and Jesus out of Bethlehem and into Egypt. For those of us who are joining us today for the first time or who are familiar with some of the podcasts that I, I shared in the past, this will be a more substantial podcast, as will the following ones that we kind of share as we kind of kick off daily podcasts all over again. So let's kind of jump in today and let's ask, who is Joseph? There's this beautiful line from the catechism that says that parents are the first representatives before man on behalf of God. Let me say that again. Parents are the first representatives of God to man. What that means is that God the Father, when he wanted to reveal to Jesus what authentic masculinity was, what authentic fatherhood was, chose Joseph to reveal that on behalf of God the Father, right? So God the Father looked at all of human history, looked at the entire globe, looked at every man that had ever been created and chose one man, one man, Joseph, because that man most authentically represented to Jesus on behalf of God the Father what authentic masculinity and what authentic fatherhood looked like. So I want us to think about the reality of who Joseph is, that God chose Joseph to reveal that to Jesus in a very beautiful way. So Joseph, he's, he's a man. Joseph, he's a man of profound virtue. Joseph, he's a man of profound holiness. Joseph was chosen by God for something very specific in Jesus's life. And Joseph was chosen for something very specific in Mary's life. So what does it mean that Joseph was husband of Mary? Or what are some things that we can kind of lean into or appreciate? Well, first of all, they, they had a full marriage, right? I think sometimes we, and we have a misperception of that, but it's actually because of the man who Joseph was that helps us appreciate the beauty of their marriage, Joseph, because he was so holy, Joseph because of his virtue, Joseph because of the man that he was, authentically loved Mary in the beauty and the fullness of what love really is. To love another person is not to grasp at them. To love another person is not to, um, to use them for our own benefit. To love, St. Thomas says, is to will the good for the other. That means Joseph, as he loved Mary, as he was husband of Mary, would have loved Mary on her terms, not his terms. So if Mary had consecrated her life to God, if she had given everything to God already, Joseph, in loving her on her terms, would have wanted 
to help her do that. In fact, his presence in her life was, was a gift to her so that she could do that. And one of the things that John Paul II said in 1989 in a beautiful document called Guarding the Redeemer is that Joseph was given, he's a gift to Mary to protect her, to protect her purity, to protect her consecration to God. Imagine this. Imagine being married to Mary and being invited into her heart as husband and then being, you might say, required or asked by Mary to, to live your life with the same level of holiness and purity that you would find in Mary's heart. That's a striking challenge to, I think, a lot of men, that Mary, as she invited Joseph into her heart, would, have, would not have allowed his presence in her heart to bring her down, right, to only build her up. So I want us to imagine the type of man that Joseph is, the profound holiness with which he would have lived his life as her husband. He protects her purity. He protects her consecration. He also protects her physically. And that's what we see in the Gospel of Matthew. There's this beautiful story in Matthew chapter 2, which some of us may not be familiar with because it's, it kind of gets lost in the Christmas story. This is about Joseph being awoken in the middle of the night and having to go to Egypt. I'm going to read the passage for you. You, and then I want to unpack it because I think it has a lot to teach us who are still struggling with all things in life because of the coronavirus. So Matthew chapter 2, this is what it says, and I quote, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. So he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt, end quote. Now, this is important. I want us to appreciate what's happening in the scene, right? Joseph, every day in order to live the fullness of a marriage to Mary, has to depend on God. Joseph, in order to even to get to Bethlehem, has to rely on God. Then just imagine in the moments right before Jesus' birth, there's no room in the inn. He has no idea where he's going to go. He's clinging to God so that Mary has a safe place to deliver the Savior of the world, right? And then just when he has a, a chance to breathe, just when things kind of slow down, he's woken in the middle of a dream. And the message is that someone wants to kill your, your, your son, this newborn Savior of the world. Someone wants to maybe even threaten your wife, right? He's woken in the middle of the dream, right? Get up right now. Go. Do it. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Go now. Go now. But Joseph doesn't know how to go to Egypt, right? He's never been there before, right? He's certainly never been there before in the middle of the night, and he's certainly never been there before in the middle of the night when people are hunting him to, to, to take the life of his son, right? So imagine everything that's stirred up inside of Joseph in this particular moment in his life as he's married to Mary, but has to protect her. Joseph, in this moment, has to, listen to me, deal with his emotions, has to find God in the midst of the situation, and has to let God lead him. One more time. What is Joseph teaching us today at this particular stage of our lives, right? Joseph has to be honest with his emotions. He has to deal with the emotions of, of what's happening. 
He has to find God in the midst of the situation, and he has to let God lead him. Now, how does that sound? Does that sound familiar with where we are right now, right? How you doing? Really, right? With everything going on in the world today with coronavirus and the adjustments of life. How you, how you doing? I had taken a little sabbatical from doing the daily podcast, but I have to be honest, in the last couple of days, I've had so many requests from people for me to kind of get back into the daily podcasts. Just look, I think looking for some encouragement. And I think if I'm honest, I need some encouragement on a daily basis also, right? And, and as we start these podcasts on the Feast of St. Joseph, Husband of Mary, right? This event, as Joseph is leading the Holy Family to Egypt, has a lot to teach us, right? He was in touch with his emotions. He found God in the situation. And he let God lead him. And I think that if we're going to persevere through this season of life right now, in fact, if we're going to thrive in this chapter of coronavirus adjustments, we, all of us, are going to have to, here we go, deal with our emotions. We're going to have to learn how to find God in the midst of this situation. And we're going to have to learn how to let God lead us. So I want to say welcome back to our podcast. What we're going to do today as we conclude is we're going to talk about how to deal with our emotions. Tomorrow, what we're going to do is we're going to unpack how to find God in the midst of this situation. And then on Saturday, we'll together discuss how is it that we can let God lead us, right? So that's where we're going over the next three days. And then we're just going to continue the podcast after that. A lot of emotions right now. And the Catechism says that prayer is neither a divorce from reality or escape from life right? That means we have to get in touch with our emotions. In fact, just a couple paragraphs later, the catechism as it defines prayer says that we have to bring our emotions to God in prayer, right? Sometimes I think we feel as if God is not there, and it's not because God's not there. Sometimes it's because we're not in touch with what's really going on inside our hearts. So if I'm honest with myself right now, I have lots of emotions, right? Sometimes I'm frustrated right now, to be honest with you. I'm tired of washing my hands a million times a day, right? I'm tired of disinfecting doorknobs and my steering wheel and my office chair. Um, the coronavirus and the demands that is placed on at least me and my lifestyle did not ask my permission. I was forced to change my life. And sometimes I just want my ordinary life back. And one of the emotions that I feel is frustration that I have to do this when I really don't want to do it. Now, of course, I'm going to do it. I need to stay safe. I need to live prudent. I'm going to do everything, and I am doing everything that they're asking me to do, right? But if I'm honest, I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it, but I'm frustrated that life has changed so much. I'm also saturated. I'm not quite sure what emotion goes with saturated, but I just, I'm saturated. I'm tired of listening to the news that constantly talks about coronavirus. I, I miss Sports Center and college baseball and the ordinary things of life, right? And I, I have had the privilege of being able to be here at the Pastoral Center 100% of my time in service to the diocese and the priests of our diocese, and I haven't had any time at Christ the Redeemer. And so I'm, I'm saturated. The days are long. Um, there's been adjustments to my daily rhythm. So whatever emotion is connected to saturated, that's what I'm feeling. And there's also a grief. There's a grief in my heart for those who have lost their life. There's a grief in my heart for those who are sick. 
There's a grief in my life that we had to make the announcement that we had to temporarily suspend the public celebration of Mass in our parishes. Um, there's a grief in my heart for those who long for the Eucharist and aren't able to uh, be at Mass in parishes for the public celebration of Mass, right? There's a grief in my heart there. Now, I'm convinced that it was absolutely the right thing to do, but there's a grief in my heart that we are where we are. Right? So there's lots of emotions in my heart. Sometimes there's frustration. Sometimes there's saturation. Sometimes there's grief. Sometimes it's all there. But, but we have to be honest with what's going on in our hearts if we're going to bring our hearts to God. Right? That's, that's the key. The key is how do we find God in the midst of it, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. But that starts with us just being honest with where we are in the midst of everything. So how you doing? And what's in your heart? Because that's our homework today. If we're not just going to listen to the podcast, but if we're going to maybe even respond to God who's trying to uh, be with us in it, I think the most important thing for us is just to spend some time today and ask yourself, how, how are you doing really? And if you need some help with that, maybe just ask somebody in your life, right? Sometimes just asking other people how they think we're doing or what they see in us helps maybe us to see things we don't see or name things that we can't name. But whether it's your own self-reflection or just asking somebody else, just get in touch today with how you're doing. Then tomorrow we're going to talk about finding God in the midst of it, which requires self-awareness, which is why we're talking about that today. And then on Saturday, we're going to talk about how is it that we can let God lead us. So, homework today. Just get in touch with what's happening. Self-awareness is key. Name your emotions and how you're doing. And then come on back tomorrow as we enjoy uh, some more conversation about how to find God in the midst of it. Just one more thing before we kind of sign off for today. Do me a favor and pass this podcast around to as many people as you can, especially those who you know are struggling right now. You know, we're all in this together. That's what Bishop Fobb said last night. And if we are going to make it through this together, we have to support each other. And sometimes just sharing good resources a way for us to do that. So either share this podcast with someone that you know who is struggling spiritually, or maybe invite them to go to our website, our diocesan website, htdiocese.org, and they can kind of sign up for it there. We also have other things that you can use if you're looking for uh, a little help in your spiritual life right now. Again, that's htdiocese.org. Looking for you to being with you tomorrow. Enjoy today's Feast of St. Joseph. And I'm looking forward to getting back into the daily rhythm of some podcasts and looking forward to being with you on a daily basis. God bless you.